Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. We're really blessed. Jessamy and I, we've been gone for a while, and uh, we appreciate your, your kindness, your patience, your generosity to allow us uh, an extended time in the summer to kind of catch our breath a little bit. We get some vacation time, then we get to plan and see what God has for the upcoming year. I'm thankful for a wonderful staff that manages everything so well so we can be gone, and your faithfulness and consistency and coming and keeping a part of what God's doing here at Tree of Life. Uh, we've been blessed. We had a, a little bit of time to ourselves. We flew into Mexico. Uh, we took some time, just she and I, to just make sure on the same page and work on our marriage and loving each other and loving God. Uh, then we spent some time with my brother and his family. And actually, we had it in our heart to spend some time with the leadership of Audible de Vida, Tree of Life Mexico. So we took different ones out, poured into their lives. Uh, we had some people interpret at times. We have some English speakers down there. And then obviously family time, friends came down right before the missions trip. You guys had a wonderful team go down to Mexico. It really was a blessing to serve with all of them. And just, they're fantastic. They really were great. Great, great people. Great, just loving God and loving people. Um, also during that time, my wife and I, we flew to Tulsa from Mexico to Tulsa. I had the honor and privilege of speaking at the Rayma camp meeting, which was a, a big uh, event for us being Rayma grads. And so spend that time with the Hagans. So thank you for your prayers. And then back to Mexico to finish out the trip. We certainly had a lot going on, but can I just tell you, there is no place like home. God bless Texas and God bless Tree of Life. We are so thankful to be here. You know, the first thing we did when we got off the plane from Mexico after being there almost four weeks is on our way home from the airport, uh, we stopped at Chewy's to get some real Mexican food. And so, uh, I don't know what they do down there, but I don't know. Like Tex-Mex, that's the way to go, right? So, um, and I've enjoyed being home. Joe was great last weekend celebrating 34 years, and we had a great time spending time with them. But I am glad to be back in the pulpit. I'm excited about our series. So are you ready for a series on the Holy Spirit? Amen. Me too. Me too. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles then. We'll get, we'll get you to that first place. First John 5. I don't know if I told you that or not, but again, Jesse and I are excited to be here. It is an important season. Uh, coming back and celebrating the anniversary and then uh, having some time off to get refreshed and have fresh vision for the coming future. Um, we're entering in 21 days of prayer. It's so strategic and important for each and every one of us. Again, engage with us in prayer. Nothing happens without prayer. But we are entering into a season that is an opportunity for the church to grow in, in churches across America, if you will, um, and reaching people. So not only are we going to pray, we're going to do some things to take advantage of the opportunity that's before us. So if you're looking to invite some friends and neighbors, now is the prime time, I'm telling you. I don't know what it is about it, but from this point all the way probably to about November is one of the best opportunities for church growth. People are more apt to say yes right now during this time. So make sure that you're connecting with neighbors and friends and families and invite them to church. And so again, we're praying uh, during these 21 days specifically for God just to move and work on the hearts of people. And you know, it's, it's important for us to uh, start this series, uh, start this summer, uh, in the summer, start this new season with a series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, because let's understand something, we live in a spiritual world. I mean, everything around us is spiritual activity and you can agree or not agree with that, but it's the truth. Everything that happens around about us is spiritual activity. And so we need to be wise about it and we need to engage in the things of God, the spiritual things of God, and in particular, the person of the Holy Spirit. And so let me say this, I say the person of the Holy Spirit because he is not an it, and sometimes we wrongly refer to the Holy Spirit as an it, like it's some force out there. And it's not a force out there, he's not a force out there, he's a person. If you refer to the Holy Spirit as it, here's the danger, you won't engage relationally. 
if he's just a force to you or whatever or something that people talk, you want to engage with him personally, relationally. That's why he is a he, because if he's a he, then you will engage personally and build relationship there. So uh, we'll, we'll understand that more as the series goes on. I want to ask you to be here all four weeks. Um, there's a lot of different ideas about the Holy Spirit. In fact, me just saying that we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, some of you went, oh, I was really liking this place too. <laughs> and, and so I know it's controversial. I know that. And there's a tendency perhaps to stay away from it on a Sunday morning. But you know what? It's part of who we are and we need the person and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I'll say that unapologetically. It's part of Tree of Life. It has been for 34 years and one week and will continue to be into our future. It's a part of my family's life. In fact, we can't live life to the full without the person of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. We just don't understand as much as we should about it and people don't teach about it. And obviously there are misuses and abuses about it. And I hate that that's the case, but it is the case. And so we're going to try and bring some truth to you out of the word. Don't take my word, take his word for it. In fact, what's interesting to me, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, really the only problem people have is just one aspect of them, and that is speaking in tongues. And just so you know, that's what we believe. It's a core belief here at Tree of Life Church, and I do it every day, and my family, my kids, we do that. We've done that from the beginning of the church, even before the church was established in our lives. And it's typically the one part that people have a problem with, and really it's because most of us don't really know much about it. We don't understand it. And, and usually, typically, when I talk to people about the Holy Spirit or they talk to me about the speaking in tongues part, um, when I ask them why they don't believe that and give me scriptural basis for it, they can't. Because if you're reading the same Bible I'm reading in the New Testament, there's a lot of support of the Holy Spirit in there. And so really, we come to a place because it's been misused and abused or overemphasized or underemphasized, or so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. But I find that most people really haven't discovered for themselves what the Bible says. And so that's what I'm asking of you. Come all four weeks before you draw any conclusions, make any decisions, wipe the slate clean. And then just at the end of four weeks, then you make a decision for you and your family. And let me just say this, we can agree to disagree because the number one issue in life is a relationship with Jesus Christ, amen? And we are here to get people saved. Now, I want you to live a victorious life. I want you to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. As for me and my house, we believe that and we'll do that. But you're not, worse, you're not a second-class citizen if you don't, you know, all that kind of stuff. That sometimes people will say, and it causes division in the body of Christ. And I, I don't understand that sometimes. I don't know why tithing causes division. I don't know why baptism of the Holy Spirit causes division. I don't know why healing causes division or faith. I, I don't know. It shouldn't be that way. But at least, at least let's all of us focus on the fact that we're here to seek and save the lost and get people a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? And then the other issues will walk out. You can study out. You can make a decision for you and your family. But we can still do life-giving ministry together. My hope and my prayer is, though, that you'll see in the truth of the word uh, something that will uh, inspire you on to engage the person and power of the Holy Spirit in a greater capacity, especially in the times that we live in today because of the spiritual activity round about us. And if you don't believe there's spiritual activity round about, go home and turn the news on. Right? You can turn it on and watch stuff from ISIS to the GOP debate. I <laughs> know there's spiritual activity going on. Stuff, all kinds of things, right? And so it's the world we live in. First John 5, 19, New Living Translation says this. We know that we are children of God, and I'm glad. Aren't you glad you're a child of God if you're a child of God this morning? I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I thank you that I belong to him. I'm just passing through, but I have a mission, a job to do while I'm here. We know that we're children of God, but we also know that the world around about us is under the control of the evil one. That's what the Bible says. We are living in a world where there is a constant clash between light and darkness, good and evil. 
And that's what we are navigating as children of God. We still are in a place that has darkness all around. And so we have to deal with the clash that takes place between the two. And that's why we need to understand better light. We need to understand better God, his word, amen, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we spent a couple days with Joe and Denise, and if you had a chance to be here on Sunday, you heard him say this, that the devil's not afraid of you, he's afraid of the word of God in you. He's afraid of the spirit of God in you, amen? And the more we draw closer on the word of God and the spirit of God, the more he's afraid of us, not us afraid of him. And so we need to understand better the person of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians six twelve says this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, the natural things that we see round about us, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Again, we are in a battle. And your natural abilities, is, that, that's not enough to help you overcome the spiritual battle. If you want to win in the natural, you've got to win in the spiritual. Come on, I need an amen on that one. You want to win in the natural in your marriage and your family and raising your kids, your finances and your body, you need to win the battle spiritually. You need to engage the person and power of the Holy Spirit, which God gave to each and every believer so that we could overcome the natural things of this world, the darkness of this world, because we're involved in spiritual activity every single day. And as a pastor, I need to equip you and prepare you to win spiritually. This world's getting darker and that's not a doom and gloom message, that's truth and reality. The Bible even says that, and all the more reason for you and I to walk in the light. A world at its worst needs a church at its best. And for a church to be at its best, it needs to be engaged with the person and power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to do that because we need to have more of an effect on this world than this world has on us. And can I say my own personal observation is that the reason why this world is having such an impact on the church, if you will, today, it's because the church has gotten away from some of the foundational things about the power of the Holy Spirit. You can agree or not agree. That's just my own personal observation. And we'll talk more about that in the upcoming weeks when we talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But understand this, the Holy Spirit is one of our greatest allies in, in this world that we live in today. And so let me say this, in the last 10 years, and this is, again, my observation, it seems like we become used to stuff that 10 years ago today, we become used to stuff today that 10 years ago we would have been appalled at. And, and there's just things that it would be uh, inexcusable 10 years ago today, they're allowed. Unacceptable 10 years ago today, they're accepted. And I don't know what Bible people, people are reading, but I know this, you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to stand against compromise, to stand against the things that are unacceptable, and to be able to stand against the spiritual forces that are driving that. Now, we love everybody, don't get me wrong, but we're talking about a spiritual work going on. And so we need the person and power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And here's what I believe, we need a sovereign move of God like never before in our country. Amen? I'm going to say that again. We need a sovereign move of God like never before in our country, and I believe we'll see it. Honestly, I believe we'll see it. I believe we're being set up. I believe all the things that are happening are setting us up for the next mighty move of God. And the church needs to be ready and rise up in power and in might of the Holy Spirit and to do what we're here to do on the planet. And so we're going to get ready. We're going to get prepared. 
And so we're going to equip ourselves through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so um, we need to be ready for it. This is the greatest time to be alive on the planet. And we're facing our greatest opportunity as Christ followers and as a church. 1 Peter 5.8 says this, be alert, be wise, be ready, wake up. It's happening around about us. Be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion for someone to devour. It says, wake up. Realize what's happening right now. We need to have an awakening because right now the enemy, the real enemy, is out there spiritually trying to overwhelm and overcome you. Don't let him. Another translation says, seeking whom he may. Guess what? Don't let him. He may not. All right. As far as me and my house, he may not. This church, he may not. And so we got to stand in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, some of us are facing real spiritual battles. I mean, I get emails. I see the prayer requests. I talk to some of you guys. And we can just say they're random or coincidence, but understand that's not the case. It's a spiritual world that we live in. There's a real enemy uh, doing warfare. The last 34 weeks, I mean, I'm sorry, last 34 years, we just celebrated a year ago, 34 years, um, has been a spiritual battle. Understand that what you're sitting in right now, what you rolled onto when you came out of this camp, didn't happen overnight. Now, I know there's a lot of people giving, loving, serving, and praying, but there was a lot of spiritual battles that took place. We had to overcome a lot of assignments of the enemy. It just didn't spring up one day. And listen, there's always opposition to the things of God. We have uh, been opposed every step of the way, every move, every new decision, every new ministry engagement, every new missions initiative, we have been opposed by the enemy. The enemy will come in immediately to try and steal away what God has put in your heart. There have been some major battles along the way, and there will be. That's why 21 days of prayer is extremely vital. Every time we take a step out, the enemy steps in to try to disrupt. And it's the same in our lives. It's the same in your life and my life. And it's interesting to me that every time we're going to teach on a relationship series, my wife and we fight. And so that's why we come every Sunday in separate cars to church. Okay, I'm, I'm no dummy, right? <laughs> and it seems like, and that's funny, but it's the truth. It's like all hell breaks out in our marriage when we're going to teach on marriage or something. And we're going to teach on healing, and we believe in healing. God's a healer, and all of a sudden someone in the family seems like they get sick. We're going to teach on finances and blessing and tithing and all that. All of a sudden we back into something with the car or something breaks down. It's like, are you kidding me? Every time we want to do, we teach on church growth and no one shows up the next week. It's just how it works sometimes. There is opposition. Come on, how many, am I the only one? How many know what I'm talking about? Every time you step out. All those 85 people that decided, I'm going to get water baptized, they had to fight through hell to get in that pool. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody that went on that mission trip and had to raise their money, they had to fight. You know what? They had to whoop so much hell before they went there. When they got there, they were ready to raise the dead. I'll tell you that right now. The enemy will oppose you spiritually. It's what he does. We overcome. We win through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? But we need to be built up. You won't win in the natural if you don't win in the spiritual. Amen? And so we're going to learn some things about the Holy Spirit. Let me give you one more example. I remember it was several years ago. My wife was going to have one of our first major women's events. And we were going to have April Osteen Simons come and be the speaker. Good, great friend. Just, we'd love to have her. And if you've heard her, you understand she's a great, powerful minister. But we were really ramping up. We had done a lot, advertising, spent a lot of money, getting ready, prayed up, ready to go advertise. And then like the month before that we were going to have April Simons, all of a sudden there's this swine flu outbreak. How many remember that? 
what in the world was swine flu, right? It was like, what is that? I thought that only happened in Asia, right? I only watched it on Fox News. Here, swine flu outbreak? Uh, maybe that only happened to pigs or on pigs' farms or something like that. But all of a sudden, there's this huge, and, and really, right here, Sibylo Church was like ground zero. Remember that? And all the schools were shutting down and all these kind of things. And I actually got a phone call from the New Braunfels Independent School District superintendent. So when someone in the office goes, oh, Pastor Don, the superintendent of superintendent at NBIC is on the phone for you. I'm like, really? What? What's going on? Hey, Pastor Don, did you just have a group of kids come back from Mexico, which we did? Yeah. We're damn sick with the swine flu. <laughs> and I just, I panicked for a moment. I thought, oh my God, no, I hope not. We didn't bring up back this epidemic, did we? You know, I honestly, I, <laughs> no, no. And in faith, I said, well, no, they're all healthy and whole. I somebody check and see if all our kids are okay. <laughs> Oh, we're good. It's not us. We sent some kids down over spring break and right afterwards when it happened, but it was some spring break kid from Cibolo Shirts. God bless him. I hope he was healed and whole, but hey, we are not going to be that, right? It wasn't happening. But it's like this. It's like you might think, oh, that's random. That's coincidence. Hmm. That's the spiritual world we're living in. Come on, so let's just not chalk everything up to randomness and coincidence. We're in a spiritual battle for our lives and the lives of the lost and hurting on this planet. And when you're stepping out with well, God, listen, don't fear that. Don't be afraid of that because greater is he that's in you through the spirit of God than he that's in this world, amen? amen. And so we win. We face it. If you want to win the war on the natural in your marriage, your family, your finances, your body, win the war on the spiritual. And that's what we're going to talk about during this series. So please come through the course of it all the way through the end of the month. And I, again, I understand it's controversial, it's misunderstood, it's abuse. I, I get that. I wish it wasn't that way. But don't make a decision until you hear all the information. In fact, I would encourage you to invite somebody else that has questions on it. Or they can go out and watch the stream. But invite somebody. Again, my hope, my heart is to present the truth of God's word to you. And then you can make a decision based on what you feel God's leading you in. And so let me say this. When we talk about those of you that are believers here know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Do you realize a sermon did not win you to the Lord? Lead you to the Lord? I mean, you may have heard a great message. Do you realize that? Worship and praise did not draw you to the Lord. You may have heard some great anointed praise and worship. Do you realize a video, no matter how touching and emotional it might not be, did not draw you to the Lord? You know what drew you to the Lord? The Holy Spirit draws people to the Father. That's what the Bible says. Every single one of us. So how important is it to understand the person and working of the Holy Spirit? He drew, for those of you who Jesus is Lord and Savior, he drew you to the Father. And for those of you who don't know him yet personally, the, the, the Lord, he's going to be working on your heart this morning. And we'll give you an opportunity at the end. Isaiah 60, 1 through 3. Here's what it says. Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory, say glory, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you, rises upon you. And we sang that song, you know, show me your glory or, or I wanna, want more of your glory, Lord. Now, that word glory right here in the phrase glory of the Lord is an important word. And it's the Hebrew word kavod, K-A-V-O-D, kavod. And that literally means a heaviness or full weight. So understand this scripture. It says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the full weight of who God is rises upon you. Do you realize that the God of the universe intends for you to have the full weight of who he is? He wants you to walk in the full weight of who he is. That's his plan. That's his intent for you and I to walk in the full weight of who God is. Why? Verse two, and here's why. 
Because the state of the world is this. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory, the full weight of who he is, appears over you. So we see the need for that in our life, the full weight of who God is. And here's the result, verse three. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. In other words, we're living in a dark, a spiritually dark world. It's getting darker all the time. God says, I want you, my people, to have the full weight of who I am in this dark world. And when they walk in the full weight of who I am, it says that that light then will shine so brightly that those that are living in darkness will be attracted to the light. Did you get that? You need the full weight of who God is so you can live your life in such a way that your light shines so bright that people living in darkness will be attracted to it and want to come out of darkness and translate in the kingdom of his dear son. Amen? And that's God's intent for you. The light of God, so much so when we come together corporately, should shine so brightly through Tree of Life Church, wherever we are on the planet, that people, 450 plus, will come out of darkness into light because of the full weight of who God is resting upon us. That's his intent for each and every one of us. The challenge is he has to be able to get you the full weight of who he is. Now that sounds like God can do the impossible, but understand how God created us. He created us where he's not gonna force anything on us. We have our own free will. But understand we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. We're the only thing in creation that has three parts. We're the only part of creation that has a spirit. So think about this for a moment. Think about your soul, your mind, your will, your intellect. So understand the Bible says that the, the natural mind of man cannot comprehend the bigness and vastness of God. It's impossible. And quite frankly, I'm glad that my brain cannot comprehend God in his fullness. I don't need a God that small, <laughs> just to be honest with you, right? I need a God much bigger that blows my mind every time I'm around him, right? that I just am in awe of him. I just can't believe that. God, you're so big and so amazing, I can't comprehend it. Now, your body is incapable also of the full weight of who God is. Your body would explode. It could not contain the full weight of God's glory. Now, understand this. In the Old Testament, Moses, he begged God, show me you. I want to see you. And so God, the Bible says, took Moses, put him on the cleft of a rock, put him, sheltered him in a rock on the side of a mountain where he could just catch a glimpse of him passing by. And it changed and transformed him completely. White hair, everything. And he just caught just a, 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 a glimpse of the backside of God as he went by. Our bodies could not contain the fullness of who God is. Our minds cannot contain the fullness of who God is. We would limit it. It's impossible in our body. Our mind would limit God. But there's another part of us, and it is our spirit. When we come to the knowledge of Christ, recreated in his spirit, and it is the only part of man that has the capacity to contain the fullness of who God is. That's how God set it up. And it's through the person of the Holy Spirit. That's good news. You understand you have the capacity in your spirit to contain the fullness, the full weight of who God is. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. Because a lot of us aren't walking in that. None of us are walking in the fullness of that. We all could walk in more, amen? And we start where we are today, we walk in more. I want to walk in more today than I did yesterday. I want to walk in more tomorrow than today. And the only part of us that has the capacity to receive God, to walk in God in his fullness is through the spirit man, our spirit in connection with God's spirit. 
And so I know the controversial things like tongues, one small part of it. A tongues isn't some crazy thing. Crazy thing, you know, people, that's just crazy, crazy people are in tongues. You know what? If people that are crazy are speaking tongues, they were crazy before they got tongues. Can I just tell you that? (laughs) Tongues had nothing to do with it, right? They were crazy people already. And I know a lot of those people. They are crazy. They were. Always were, always will be. But I know this. God created a way that he could bypass our mind, which would limit him, and bypass our body, which doesn't have the capacity. He created a way we could connect spirit to spirit, the way that we could contain the full weight of who God is. That's genius to me, not crazy. And I'll be honest with you, again, I I think I get a little offended sometimes because I think some people don't really fully understand. Now, I know there's abuse of it and misuse of it. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks, but let's just be open to what God wants to do and say into our heart through the word in the course of this, in the course of this message series. I want to give you three things this morning before we go. I'm going to give you three things that I believe will help attract, if you will, the glory of God. And the third thing will be kind of our launching pad into the remainder of the series. And the question is, if God wants us to have the full weight of who he is or God's glory, and it sounds great, how do I do that? How do do I have the full weight of who he is operating in my life? That sounds pretty good to me. Then what is the glory of God and how do I get it? And if we're going to confront the darkness that is over our lives, over our communities, and over our world, then we need to get his glory. We need the full weight of God and everything he has to offer. And so I want to give you some things to help you attract the glory of God. And I believe that as you do these things, God will continue to pour out his spirit on you. Number one is humility. Humility. Humility is something that has been lost in our society, in our generations. I mean, when you look at the scripture, humility is a key to the presence of God. And honestly, it's like we, we become so prideful in things anymore, right? We become so full of pride and man takes credit for things that only God should have credit for. The reason why we're here 34 years in one week is not because of men and women. It's because of men and women crying out to God and knowing that through him, nothing happens. It's men and women say that this isn't about me. This is about you, God. Less of us, more of you. The reason why we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting before the most strategic prayer, before the most strategic time in church growth is so that we are on our face before for God, crying out, if you're not in this, we don't want any part of this. Crying out to God and say, God, less of us, more of you. Let people see you and not us. We're on our face. You know what? We need to spend more time on our face before God. That's pretty humbling. In fact, the Bible says that God exalts the humble, but he resists the proud. And honestly, you look all throughout history and you can look all throughout scripture and you can see great people doing great things or even great things for God in the scripture. And when you see their downfall, it's when pride and arrogance and ego has come in. When men start trying to take credit for something that only God should get credit for. That we won't want any credit for anything. It's only in him, through him, and by him. Amen. That we move, live, and have our being. It's not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of God. Amen. And God is the one that we lift up and exalt so that he draws all men unto him. We're going to get on our face before God and humble ourselves before we enter into this fall, one of the greatest opportunities for this church to have an impact. We need to begin with humility. Amen? And not taking credit for anything. We need to humble ourselves. And God works in and through the humble. 1 Peter 5, 6 says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Now, understand these first two words are, I think, the most important in here. Humble yourselves. You can humble yourself or you can be humbled. 
right? That's the truth. You can humble yourself or you can be humbled. Guess which one you want to do, right? Let me help you as your pastor. You want to humble yourself. You don't want to have to be humbled, but make no mistake about it, you will be if you need to be because he loves you that much. I heard a pastor quote, uh, I think he might have quoted Larry Stockstill, and, and here, here's the quote. It might not have been Larry Stockstill. I mean, he says that you can, um, you, can, uh, have, you can walk in humility or you can be humiliated. <laughs> you pick. And it's really for your own good, right? You got to humble and then he'll lift you up and exalt you. So let's understand that we need to be people of humility and humility attracts the presence of God. So we need to stay in a place where Jesus is the big deal and we're not. And over the next 21 days, we want to stay on our face and keep Jesus the main thing. Psalms 51.17 says this. My sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Uh, You, God, will not despise. God asks us to be honest. God asks asks us to be genuine, to be humble. And when you do, he pours himself out on you. Let me give you number two, intimacy. Number one, walk in humility. Number two, intimacy. Intimacy is a big deal to God. God is an intimate God. God wants a personal relationship with you. And really, we're talking about your love relationship with the Lord. Understand this, everything you do flows from your love relationship with Jesus. Everything. We need to stay constantly in love with the Lord. In fact, I remember growing up, my dad, I'd go to my dad about something, having a problem, having an issue, and my dad would always sit here and look at me and tell me, check your love walk, son. Well, I don't want to hear that. These people or this or that. Dad, always check your love walk, son. And he wasn't just talking about how I was feeling towards other people. He was really, let me check how I was, how I was with God. Because the closer I walk with God, amen, the more I walk in forgiveness, the more I walk in grace, the more I walk in for love and compassion, amen. But the farther away from him in my love relationship, the more apt I have to struggle and have these challenges and these battles. And it's like this idea of how much do you know God loves you? And how much you know God loves you and how much you love him is the, what your life will have, the outcome of. What you walk in in your love relationship with Jesus is what you'll walk in in life. And so the closer we are to him, the more of him we walk in. Why? Because we know him better. The more I know him, the more authority I understand that I have, the more of his power I can walk in, the more forgiveness I can extend because I've been forgiven that. And so you need to be intimate with Jesus. We just can't come to church and go through the motions We can't just come to church and play church. We're not here just to fulfill a religious obligation. And religious obligation will not help you overcome the things of this world. Fulfilling religious obligations will not help you overcome natural things. It will not help you beat back darkness. But intimacy with your love relationship and your love relationship with Jesus will. Let's look at Matthew 22, 37. Here's what it says. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, passionately, sincerely, wholeheartedly, love the Lord. Let's not go through the motions, fulfilling some kind of religious obligation or playing church. And John 4, 23 through 24 says this, yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshiper the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in the capital S, spirit, and in truth. That word worship or worshiper here is the Greek word proskuneo, proskuneo. And it literally means in Greek to kiss. 
So in other words, God is looking for someone who wants to kiss, show affection, love him. The father seeks it. And it's not talking about a sexual kind of kiss. Proskuneo is not that kind of kiss. Proskuneo, the word using, descriptive word of it is this. It's like a dog who's excited to see his master and runs up to lick him. God loves it and so do you. Have you ever been on a trip and you've been gone for a while and you come home and everybody's like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And they run up and love on you and hug you. And I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. After being gone for almost four weeks, I have a dog. He's a miniature schnauzer, German schnauzer, little dog, black Max. Max and I have a special bond because we're the only two males in the house, right? So we have a little male time bonding time. We need that. Uh, so I've been gone for quite some while. And then all of a sudden when I came home, you know, the dog's so excited, like he hadn't seen you in forever. It gets really excited, jumps up on you and wants to lick you all the time. That's really the picture. Jesus is looking for someone to proskuneo him. I'm so glad to see you. I love you. I want to be with you. Now, the only thing about my dog, my German dog, is he kisses like he's French. And that's gross with dogs. I don't, I don't do that. That's gross. Get off me. When we, came, when we went to Mexico, my oldest girl, Callie, had been in Mexico for about two months. And so we, we saw her for a few days when they came up, but went back about two months. I really missed her. That was a hard one on dad. She was having a great time, but dad was a, a wreck. <laughs> and so we went down to Mexico. And when I saw her, I was like, she came running and gave me this big hug, just about broke every rib in my body. And she was so excited to see me. She said, dad, I love you. I miss you so much. Kiss me on the cheek. Could, do you know that, that my girl right then could have asked me for anything she wanted and I would have got it for her. Anything. <laughs> uh, now she didn't do that because she wanted something. Come on. How many of you get in the picture? But she was so excited that if she would have asked her daddy for anything, her daddy would have done anything. She wouldn't have had to ask. Her daddy would have done anything for her. Just that welcome, that love, that embrace. That's proscuneo. When's the last time you pros- I don't know if this is the right word. When's the last time you proscuneoed God? Well, maybe we should do that a little bit more often. We'll tap into the presence of God, the power of God. We'll walk in the fullness of who he is. Have you proscuneoed on him lately? So Humility. Stay humble. Get on your face before God. Be intimate. Have a loving, proskuneo-type relationship with your God, with Jesus. And then finally, third one. This is our launching pad the next week. We have to develop a real, sincere, genuine relationship with the Holy Spirit. You will not walk in the fullness of who God is without a genuine, sincere, real relationship with the Holy Spirit. You will not beat back darkness in life. You will not win the, spirit, the natural or spiritual without a personal, sincere, genuine relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's why for the rest of August, we're going to be talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's a person, so you can have a relationship with him. And, and, and again, honestly, again, there's so much stuff out there about it, and it's so frustrating because it causes people to miss one of the greatest things next to salvation. One of the greatest gifts next to salvation is the Holy Spirit. And too many people miss out because of misinformation, abuse, misuse, and I, and I understand that, but, but let's clear the, clean the slate and let's open up and see what God has to say through his word about it. Um, you know, God has some amazing, wonderful things. The Holy Spirit has some wonderful things to offer you. And what you'll learn is the Holy Spirit is the one who gives you the capacity to receive the full weight of who God is. And again, it's the only part of us, our spirit man in communion with God's spirit. It's the only part of us that has the capacity to receive the fullness of God. And let me say this, it is wonderful, it's powerful, he's, he's wonderful, powerful, beautiful, but the number one issue, I want to make this clear, the number one issue is heaven and hell and people finding, to G, finding Jesus, but if you're going to confront darkness, you need the full weight of who God is. 
It's not enough. And I, I say this all the time. It's, it's not enough just to get saved. You need to confront darkness after you get saved, and you need the person and power of the Holy Spirit to do that. So not only can you walk out a victorious life, but so that you have the capacity to receive the full weight of who God is, and then others living in darkness then will be attracted. Remember our opening scripture. Let me read this, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 16. Here's what it says. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come to you with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He could have come with wisdom. He could have made all kinds of arguments. He was a genius, extremely well-educated. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. That's what we're going to preach Jesus here. Jesus crucified, risen from the dead. I come to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. They could have been, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Amen. We need, we need the power of God moving in our lives. Amen. You realize that the demonstration of the, God's power trumps an argument any day? <laughs> you can't argue away a demonstration of God's power. I don't care who you are and how much wisdom you think you have. The demonstration of God's power trumps an argument anytime. So that your faith, it happens so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom or natural things, but on God's power or supernatural things. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing beyond our natural wisdom. No, we declare God's wisdom, supernatural, a mystery that has been hidden and that God has designed, or destined rather, for our glory. God wants us to have the fullness of who he is before time began. He's always wanted that for everybody. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, no mind, no body, the things God has prepared for those who love him. The natural part of you cannot understand. These are the things God has revealed to us by his, capital S, spirit. The spirit, Holy Spirit, searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. That's why you need to be in communication, your spirit man, with the spirit of God. And we do that through the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Because what we've received is not the spirit of this world, but the spirit, capital S, who is from God, God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Do you realize if you don't, you're confused about the things of God sometimes, maybe you need to engage the Holy Spirit a little bit more because the person of power of the Holy Spirit will give you a greater understanding of who God is and what he's asking of you. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but, taught, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. We just haven't taken the time to learn or understand. We're taking people's ideas. We're looking at abuse and misuse and forming and drawing our own conclusions without the truth of God's Word. We can't understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. We're not just walking in the natural, walking in the supernatural. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Darkness that we're facing in the land cannot be fixed 
with man's natural wisdom. It cannot be beaten back with man's natural ability. It happens through the Spirit of God or the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Man's wisdom, uh, it doesn't get it. They can't get it. They even deny it. It's not done by natural man. God's word is very clear about the person and power of the Holy Spirit. We'll discuss that. Zechariah 4, 6b says this, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Holy Spirit says the Lord Almighty. We need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, amen? 34 years and one week ago, this church started with a belief it could reach the lost and hurting of this world. With a belief that it could preach the uncompromising word of God. With a belief that it could operate in the power of the Holy Spirit and do it in a way that was not weird or goofy or crazy. And that is the truth. And so we're going to continue to be humble, be intimate, and embrace the person of the Holy Spirit in our life so that the glory of God can rise upon us so we can overcome darkness and attract the loss of this world. Amen? And it happens through the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Let me leave this with you. I'm closing. This is my prayer throughout the 21 days for all of you. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. In the message paraphrase, it says it this way. The amazing grace. I pray that the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ. There's one part of the Godhead. The extravagant love of God. There's a second part of the Godhead. Now listen to this. And that the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Paul's prayer is that you would embrace God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's our prayer for you. Let's all stand to our feet as we close. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.